Hello and welcome to the Abundantly Mormon Podcast. I'm Nathan. And I'm Emily. And we were going to sing you an intro, but... Um, I can't beatbox. No. Or rap. No. Well, it doesn't have to. We went to see Pentatonix last night, and so... We got all the Pentatonix feels. But um, we don't have any of the Pentatonix skills. No skills. Um, which they are very, very skilled. It was incredible. But more to come on that. Oh, okay. Uh, this week, we will be talking about... <laughs> The ruling household, and we'll kind of get into more of what that means later. Um, but for now, we're going to go ahead and do our podcast. Our podcast? You mean our segments? Yeah. Okay. How was your week? We got to go like it's been two weeks. Two weeks. Um, well, let's see. In the past two weeks, let's talk through. Let's just talk through what we did. What's happened? Uh, we went camping for four days. Yep. With Three my whole family. With your whole family and all of our kids. Yeah, 12 which, kids. Which is There's six kids plus four more kids plus two more kids. 12. 12 kids. 12 kids, 10 and under. Yep. Um, and that... It was awesome. It went great. And... We had great weather. We... Yep. And we missed a major storm. Huge. It like went over the top of us. It's like there was like a shield over us and it missed us yes. and then and then it destroyed everything around At our house home. it was not actually our house was totally fine everything around but, our house oh yeah 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 our house was good we just our yard was good yeah we had no power yep so that yeah it was it, and this is not like your average campground oh no it's this is like summer beautiful. camp with your family well, it's like it's like a family camp experience that has clean bathrooms, places to wash your dishes, activities, activities galore. for the kids all day, lots of candy and games, ice cream, and it was yeah. so fun. And all of that at a campground while we're in tents, while we're sleeping outside. Yep. The kids, when we were cleaning up the tents, they were like, "Man, my back's there's something in my back the whole time." And then I pull up the tarp, and they found acorns. Oh man, that's <laughs> what it was. Shoot! And I was like, "Well, I Sorry. didn't really sweep the site, so whoopee, whoopsie." Um, and we tent camp. We do um, because we really only do it a couple times like, a year. Couple times a year, and we don't that's the cheapest camper. route to do it. And it, and the tents we have, I can set them up myself in. I think I did it in twenty minutes this year, both of them. That was pretty yeah, impressive. they're what are they called? I want to call them poleless tents. They're like they're, that's not the right word, but what is it called? The poles are attached to the tent, so you don't have to put the poles in. You're yeah. just you're just going zoop, snap. Yeah, and they're they're rated. We have two six person tents. They're ten person tents. Oh no, ten person tents. <laughs> you're right. Two ten person tents, but um, you can't fit more than no. five. We just had just cut that number in half. Yeah, that's and the so, everybody knows that about tents. Yeah, it's a lie. Unless so like we a put like. Four, no wait, four. Yeah, we put four kids in one tent. Nathan and, and I were in another tent, yeah. and Dorothy was in the pack and play. And then we had Violet. Yeah. We only got like maybe two more years of pack and plays. Wow, that's crazy. Tonight we switched Dorothy to the next stage of bed. Well, because we have a million children, we have a million cribs. But this crib can convert to future a into a bed. toddler bed, so yeah. she's like. It's really short. It's like so the, much shorter. The the head and foot are really well. The whole thing is shorter. Yeah. And then when I turn the light off tonight, I realized that the head and foot are solid. Mm-hmm. And on her old other crib, they she were all yeah. And so she couldn't. It was super dark in her bed, so I moved the the nightlight. The nightlight. And. But I think like for her that'll be really good because she will be closer to the ground, which her room is already hot, so. 
it's always cooler lower. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I think that's a good thing for the summertime. Although we're about to enter into winter and it won't matter no, anymore. No, it won't matter. Oh, well. This is whatever. Okay, camping. So we did camping. It was great. And then immediately after camping, we got back, unpacked, put the kids to bed, and then I woke up at, I don't know, five in the morning and got in a flight to Colorado. Mm -hmm. And you solo parented for too many days. Four Four days. Four days. And I was at a leadership and coaching development conference called Integrated. Integrated Mastermind. And... You were there for four days. And then I got back and... What happened? You went to work? On Friday I went to work. Saturday we... Something. I don't know. We were just trying to like... We swam with the lake. We swam with the lake. Sunday we hosted house church and... We went to the concert. We went to Pentecost. And then today we were like... It was Monday. It was Labor Day. Yeah. Yeah. So... Wow. That was the past two weeks and if it sounds like it was a whirlwind... Um, that's how it felt. If you can, um, just all you ladies out there, maybe guys, um, we had two full packages of Hershey chocolate bars left over from camping because I was in charge of that for... Keyword, had. We Right, stop. You're ruining it. We had them left over from camping and one full package was gone. Like Nathan was, was, was gone and I ate the whole thing. It, no, it just disappeared on its own. Yeah. And then tonight I cracked into the second package. (laughs) Actually, though, I think, I mean, you don't go out of town very often. Rarely. But um, in in the past, my posture, and I think yours is too, like when you're solo, buckle down. Pull up those britches. Tighten those bootstraps. And I like to do less things. Just keep it chill. Mm-hmm. Stay home. Not only stay home, but just don't do extreme, like run all over the place and don't have a million things. Boat. Yeah, don't rock the boat. This time. You did not do that. I did not do that. And also past Emily, I think I would, I would, my mindset was not so great. I wouldn't, I think I was just like, this is going to be hard. I'm tired. How many more days till Nathan's home? Mm-hmm. And this time I woke up Monday morning and I Literally told myself, I haven't even told you this, today's going to be a great day. You spoke blessings over yourself? I did. What? Yes. And I, because it's it's easy to, to quickly fall, you know, off the, this is going to be a great day to, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I'm, I'm going to do this. And I want to not just survive these four days, but thrive and, and enjoy it. And we did things. We, well... We, we played with people, and then... You were out almost every night, too. Yeah. I made the point to ask both of our moms for um, have us over for dinner. Yeah. I mean, why not, right? And then... What else? Went to a friend's house. Yeah, it was good. I mean, by the end of it, I was ready. I was just tired. But it was still like I felt better than yeah. I'm going to drown. I like it. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Good for you. But I still consumed all those Hershey bars. I mean, you got to cope somehow. Yeah, you do. Yeah. There are worse ways to cope. There are worse ways to cope. <laughs> I mean, some more season I was, I was going to say is like over, but it's not really over because Honestly, fall. in my opinion, some more season is just starting. Because why do you do fires hot. in the hot? It makes no sense. It's just too hot. It, we, but the trouble is like I want it to be fire season. We were talking about this with some friends. Like we're ready for it to be fire, like bonfire season. 
But can someone tell me why there are suddenly tons of mosquitoes here? Oh, they like, just, like, monster they mosquitoes. They descended upon us. We went from I'm no mosquitoes all summer to suddenly you can't be in the shade without getting attacked. I was painting today, and I was cleaning some paintbrushes in the shade, and I had no less than 15 swirling around my head. Do they was, bite you, though, or are they just... Oh, yeah. They, they were do. getting me, but I don't I don't have, I'm, like... I'm, like, itching my head. I don't I'm get, like, itchy. the, like, spots, like, like the bites the, like you guys do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, What's that about... I must not be as allergic to them as you guys are. You're not as delicious. No, I mean, I think I still taste good, but I just, I don't know. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. Do I? I don't know if I taste good. I don't know. I don't. That's a weird question. Okay. Okay. Moving on. How, um, that was our week. That was our week. We did that like a joint. I think we're going to do lots of things joint today. Yeah. We just need to talk about the concert, though. So I don't know when we, you bought, we bought these tickets. March. Okay, really? I checked. We had the email from okay. back in March. So... In March. On a whim. Yeah, you're like, Pentatonics is coming. We should go. And I'm like, really? And bought the tickets. Then I think we were, right before we were camping, I was like, hey, when is that concert? Because I knew it was like sometime in the fall. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh. The day before Labor it's Day. The, it's the day before Labor Day. And we took the, the three big kids. Because there was no way we were bringing six kids to no a way. concert. At, at their age. That's yeah. the big thing. Yeah. And... um. So my mom watched the little girls, and that was the kids' first concert. And for us, it was our first concert in four a while. or five years. Yeah, we haven't been to a concert. Last in a while. one we went to was Switchfoot and Reliant K. Yeah, and that was that was way had, like, longer. Okay, yeah. Oliver was a baby, so that was seven years ago. Maybe? Yeah, wow. Yeah, we were due. We were due we were for due. a concert. Yeah, it was really good. Well, I, okay, so I want to be clear. We had no idea what we were getting into because we don't really listen to a lot of Pentatonix music. We like their Christmas, Christmas music, music and the kids know yeah, it, and the kids know that. And so, the opening act was a country music singer um, Lauren Elena. She never heard of her. We hadn't heard of her, but apparently she was the runner-up in the season ten of American Idol, and she was like, I mean, if you like country music, I'm sure she was fine. That wasn't really our style, and she did like a half-hour show, and we're like, oh, okay. No clue what the Pentatonix show was going to be like. Yeah. So they took a half an hour to switch. It's starting to get dark. And it was like 9 p.m. is when they started their show. Yeah. And it was the most unique show I've ever seen. Because, like, sometimes you'll go to a show and the band's, like, they'll all be up there the entire time. They're just performing. And they're just performing the whole time. And some bands, like, have really good stage presence and are really, like, they pull you in. But what Pentatonix did was that they actually, like, did several songs of all of them. They did some medleys. And then half of them left the stage. And then two people did something. Yeah. Or, like, did something with the audience. And then they left. And then the other three would do something. And so it was, like, everybody got a chance to shine. Yeah. And they... It it didn't feel... It felt like they were including us in it. Oh, my goodness. Instead of just doing it for us. And guys, back up. If you don't know who Pentatonix is, they are an acapella. Um, I was going to call them a band, but like a group. Yeah. So and you so, have one guy who's a beatboxer, one guy who's their bass. Yep. Uh, a girl who's their alto sax or alto, and then sorry, I don't know why I said sax. <laughs> what was that? Because I just alto saxophone. saxophone yeah. yeah. One guy who's their baritone, and then one guy who's their tenor. So they're all, if you know musical terms, these are all like. Parts of a choir, essentially. Yes, and so they don't have a band. They don't have any anything. It's just their voices. There Sometimes was a there's little, background, like, a li- 
like well, house music, I guess yeah. that's behind. But that's very rare. But mostly song. it wasn't. Yeah, it was and, so cool. And we were most impressed by who? Um, the beatboxer. Who can also play cello and beatbox. If you haven't seen this, we'll add that into the notes. Yeah, you the have YouTube to see video. it. It is utterly amazing. He he played his first song that he had played with like beatboxing while playing the cello. And then when he was with us, he also played um, Beethoven's, or no, Bach's first. Oh yeah, Bach's first. And then he played Beethoven's fifth. Yeah. And it was... Incredible. I just, like, it was clear he's very musically gifted. Yeah. Very gifted and very, very smart. And it Yeah, was just, he was going to Yale for pre-med, we learned. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, wow. he, and he got his degree, yeah. his pre-med degree. Yeah, crazy. So it was... It was super fun. It was, I mean, probably by, I don't know, a little bit before 10, Oliver's like, I'm tired, Mom. He did so good. And for... I felt bad for him because the concert went till like 11. Went to 11, yeah. Yeah. And so they were tired, but we did the whole thing and it was super fun. Yeah, so they, they played for two hours, mm-hmm. which was, it went really fast, honestly. Yeah. And the kids were just, it was, we got, we had amazing seats. We were in the second to last row at Pine Knob in the like. The seated area. The seated area. So we actually had seats, which was. Great. I don't know whose hindsight that was. It wasn't my decision. I don't don't even remember. But the tickets that I picked had, were seated and they were so nice. And we were in a great section. We could see everything. And the weather was. Great. A a little toasty, but not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, it was, and the kids, I think, had a really great experience, and me being the dad I was, afterwards I said, did you see how great of a team they were? It was a great opportunity for me to, like, reiterate, like, that as a team, they worked amazingly together, and every single part was needed for them to be successful, right? Yeah. And so I was just like, whoa, thank you for that awesome... Thank you, Holy Spirit. ...for that vision casting opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. It was sweet. We did get home... I think we went to bed at like 12.30. We got home at 12.08. Yeah. Yeah. They were all asleep and they're like, are you going to carry us to bed? And we're like, no. No, you no, got to walk. We're wake you up. <laughs> so then they, they all went to bed and they did not sleep in. Nope. Yep. Well, Oliver told me, because I came downstairs, I said, I thought you were going to sleep in. He said, I did, to 8.14. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. I mean, it could be worse, but they're tired tonight, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. They seem quiet right now. So yeah. that's a win. So that was our that was our concert experience, and that was quite the experience. Yeah. Um, why don't we slide right into big feelings? Okay. So what is your what is slash are? I don't know. I feelings? need you to go first. Me? Yeah. All right. So my big feelings are actually related to um, my trip to and from Denver. Um, I flew with American Airlines, and you know, on the way out, it was actually it was fine. Um, the flight went really well. I made my connections were great and no issues. On the way back, um, it was an interesting experience. I was trying to get onto my plane, and one of the maintenance workers um, asked me to wait. And I was like, "Oh, okay." And he's like, "Well, I got to bring the logbook to the captain. You can't fly away without this." And I was like, "Oh, okay, great. He's got the logbook. We're, we're good to go." We proceeded to sit at the gate on the plane for 45 more minutes because the captain and the maintenance worker couldn't agree upon the records in the maintenance logbook. Oh, my goodness. And 
Once it was finally rectified, we took off, and he's like, don't worry, we're going to make it there at the exact same time we were planning to. Great. Pilot lied. We (laughs) showed up 45 minutes late, and I only had 45 minutes of layover, and so I'm sprinting across the airport with a bag. With a carry-on. With a carry-on. And I was like, okay, like, shouldn't be too far. We we landed in, in, in K, in o- gate K, one of the K gates in O'Hare. Mm-hmm. And I had to get a G. So, like, I do Alphabet. letters yeah. K, J, I. I can't go backwards like H, that. G, no. right? No big deal, right? It turns out that's, like, the opposite end of the O'Hare terminal. Uh. And I, I think I ran a quarter mile. What? Yep. And I did it. sweating? I was, like... Beats. I was, they were coming yeah. down. And so I make it there, and it's five minutes after the gates would have normally closed. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe they'll be generous. They were not. <laughs> they were not generous at all. Oh. Um, and they're like, sorry, we can't open the door. And I was like, but but I can see the plane right there. They haven't taken off. Can you not open the door? And they're like, no, we cannot open the doors. That's not possible. And I said, it's really interesting because the flight I was just on... They opened the door three times, and she's like, well, you're going to have to go get your flight rescheduled. Oh, my gosh. So, and then I had a, gotten a phone call from you, and you were like, are you making like, it? are you coming? And I was like, no. And so then there was like a little bit of stress with that, and they did move me to a different flight, and I got home. A little bit later. Like four hours later than planned, which isn't the end of the world. It could have been worse. But it was very much like my big feelings were around the complete lack of leniency regarding like letting me on the plane but then they were very lenient to make to open and close the door for other situations so it's just hmm. i'm not sure it was anyone's specific it's probably fault. not um i think maybe the takeaway is if i'm going to do connecting flights maybe i should have more than 45 minutes of layover you just gotta you just have to plan for flights to be late is the reality so that is a really Which good lesson learned on my my part but um I was initially really upset, and, but instead I took the time to like breathe and calm down. I like, prayed a sit. little, and it, it worked out in the long run. So You didn't have to wait that long, did you? Like three hours. That was your layover? No. I landed at 940, <laughs> and our flight took off at 1240. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Yay. Okay. So that was my, I guess my big feelings was I was upset with American Airlines, but being upset doesn't change anything, so I moved on. That's okay. You're allowed to feel it. Yeah. Yeah, I was, it took a little while for me to stop sweating from running. (laughs) And I'm sure, I've seen people running through the the terminals before at airports. I'm like, I never want to be that person. I never want to be that person. And then I was like, I have no choice. That person. I have to be that person. I think I would have totally froze. Like, where do I go? Because you know when you get off the plane and, and the, especially when you're connecting and you, you don't even, you're like disoriented. Mm-hmm. Where am I? Where is everything? I don't, I don't even think I would have made it. Here's the best part. So, right, the way terminals work, like you land and the gates are all across there. My gate was at the end of the K wing. And then the G gate was at the end of the G wing. Oh, my so goodness. It was, it was end to end, and I was like, okay. Not going to happen. It turned out there were no I gates, so we did get to skip that letter. I wonder why. I, I don't know. Weird. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. What's, uh, what's your big feelings for the week? 
for this for this cast? Um, my big feelings are kids have big feelings, mm-hmm. and they are that is hard to deal with. Um, do you want to elaborate on? Do that? we name names? No names. I mean, they're. What are they going to do? Okay, names. Every one of our kids has had a season of, of big very, feelings of, of just being harder to deal with on yeah. the feeling side. So Penelope, one of the twins, has just been really hard. Um, like, it's like a a switch flips, and she turns into a completely irrational, you know, screaming, kicking, everything kid, and. That is hard. Has been really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it was harder when you were gone, but I think it just, maybe it was, because it's just me alone doing it, and it's like you can't fix it. And I heard um, a good description, like, and I know it's nothing new, but kids are learning how to deal with their emotions. And so sometimes they are learning while they're doing that. And I really just want to skip over it and not deal with it at all and just get back to regular Penelope. Yeah. But um, we can't. And she has to learn this. It, it's, it is so hard. We've, we have both experienced mm. it on occasions, and it's, it's really hard. And I don't know what... A phrase that I heard this past week that was really helpful was my hurriedness is not helping anybody else to be seen. Hmm. Right. And so Penelope in that moment, she she wants to be seen. She's begging for help to deal with these feelings that she doesn't know how to deal with. And she knows no other way than kicking, screaming, shouting, whatever. And it's so hard because the natural response wants to be to try to like tell her to just deal with it and stuff it down and move on. But we know as adults that that creates things that aren't helpful. Yeah. Um, so it, the hard work of helping her work through it is hard. Mm-hmm. And when you're in a rush, it's even harder um, because you really can't be hurried to help people work through emotions. No. And I'm learning that, you know, when she is having a meltdown. I'm having a meltdown in a different way. And sometimes I can't even handle slowing down, mm-hmm. you know, to help her work through that because we're both melting down, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think that I have to get to a place of, I don't know. I don't know if it's self-control or if it's, I don't know what it is, but so I can go back because I'm just like, I can't even deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the good news is this won't be forever. This is truly a seasonal thing. Yeah. She'll grow out of it. Yeah. And then we just got, we just had Dorothy to help through it someday. Oh my goodness. She's already starting to do. Oh my goodness. She is really funny with her tantrums. Um, this just started when we were camping, but like she'll get upset and then she'll just run away and hide. 
Oh, yeah. Hide behind the tent, walk into the woods, crawl into the woods, crawl into the road, everything. Under a chair. Oh, yeah. Army crawl sometimes. Uh, Yeah, everywhere. And it's like, so so pitiful that it's hilarious. Yes. (laughs) Which is probably not the response we should have, but I. And they're like, oh, are you going to go get her? We're like, we'll just wait. (laughs) Guys, she's number six. Like, we're not scarring her. We just know that she needs her her time. She needs a moment. (laughs) So funny. So it's just funny contrasting that. It, and it's like three years difference. It just gets harder. You're, you, you, I think the thing is is that every year of their life they go through new emotional right. things they have to work through. And when you're well, like, not to say that we've done it like a ton of times, but we have dealt with a ton of times. Several times. And so it it can be draining on us. And, yeah. and sometimes we forget that. We've There's, done this. Like, that, that it happens. That, that it happens. And yeah. the five. And to give them the grace. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. Being a parent is rewarding and hard at the same time. Yes. But it's the best reward. It's good. Yep. All right. Um, oh, that was pretty good. That was good. Top five. We are going to do a joint top five today. Yep. And we're actually just going to build it together as we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's going to be more fun that way. Okay. So our top five is what are the top five experiences we want our kids to have in the next eh, roughly year? Oh, um, okay. Normally we would think of that. A year? Oh, man. Okay. Well, like, we'll go for it. Yeah. I just think and the like, reason why we came up with this is because we were... At the concert last night, and we were just thinking, like, you know, this was awesome. they were just adorable in their innocence because they've never been to a concert. And what's this? And where's that? And why are they doing this? And um, even being around all these people at the concert, and what does that smell? And why are they doing this? And just, you know, all sorts of things that there were smells, there were smells <laughs> um, that they haven't, you know, been around very much. And it was a good experience. So, yeah, what else do we want them to experience? Yeah, so I think one item on our list that's very drastically different than the one we just mentioned is we really want to take them to the Ark Encounter before they turn 11 because kids 10 and under are free. Oh, yeah, we want to capitalize on the we free. We want to capitalize on the free. That's, yeah. That's just good frugality. Yeah. Um, and it's just a really fun, it's sweet. It's life-size replica I think it's going to be sweet. Of the arc. So um, we're going to try to figure out when to do that. Might I think as crazy as it is, we should do it in like the middle of the week. Yeah. Just take some time off work and just. Yeah, we could. Yeah. Okay. I don't have anything. Oh, man. So that's the first one. Um, the arc encounter. The The next one is we, um, the kids don't know about this. But... Oh, you're taking it. I'm going to go. I'm going to say it. Okay. I'm helping you out. Yeah. Don't tell them people. Um, this winter they're gonna learn how to downhill ski. Because, All five of them. Because? Because. We are eventually gonna take them to Colorado Mountains to ski. We are. Heck yeah. Yeah, that's something that I grew, oh, I grew up skiing all the time in Michigan, and then, um, we went to Colorado, and it was like, everyone went, you know, somewhere warm and came home tan, and we would go to Colorado to go skiing, and we would come home with like a goggle tan, or sunburn, on our face. Um, and it's just something that we've been wanting to do, but haven't really had a moment to do it. Well, and our kids have been really young. I think yeah. we're just at the point where at least five out of six of them should be able to start. Doing oh yeah, it. for sure. Yeah. And 
and being in Colorado this past week, I was reminded of the fact that it is literally, it's my happy place. It's amazing. I, I love being in the mountains. I love seeing for miles. I love even like the fact that it's hard to breathe at times, just being like, wow, we are really high, really high. And you're looking out at the world and realizing that it is so much bigger than you are. Yeah, I think because I think we get those feelings there because you can see far, and here it's so flat, right? Yeah, I mean, all so you can you see as far as the trees. Well, yeah, right. and and not to say that Michigan's not great. Michigan is great in its own. Yeah, we love right? it. And I mean, the thing we love the most about Michigan is that our family's here. Yeah, and then also it's a nice state. Mm-hmm. It's very safe. Yeah, so <laughs> we are doing that this winter. Yep, in preparation for those future experiences. Yeah. Um, number three. So we, oh man, how do I like articulate this? I don't even know what you're saying. I know. I'm kind of wrestling here on, on what number three is. Oh, okay. Um, I think in the winter months, there needs to be something else we do. Um, like what, an activity or what? Yeah, beyond or... beyond skiing, right? Skiing's going to be great, but like that's not going to be every weekend. And I think, I don't know. Just say it. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm oh, to think of I it. thought you were like I didn't just have something surprising right? me. I'm, nope, I'm, we're, we're making <laughs> it up as we go. So that's what I'm saying is like I think we should do something in the winter months. Yeah. Leading to spring. Hmm. I don't know. This might be a top two. Might be a top two. What were we talking about? Um, I mean, it doesn't include the kids, but we're trying to make as make us the next integrated meetup. We're trying to make that be a possible trip for the both of us. For the both of us, yeah. Um, so that's something. And then looking to maybe go to Colorado next August, which is still in the next year. Yeah. Um, and do go to a young life camp. Yeah. So that's another possible experience i think we're going to be going to colorado a lot i'm just throwing it wow. out there just for why not just because yep we've driven there once with all of our well we did it with all, we with all of them you're Dorothy right was i was insane. pregnant yeah wow yeah that was in the black van i was reading in my journal and the black van suffered some major issues and then i put coolant in there and it was the wrong kind of coolant oh that's when we were in colorado it uh-huh. was bad it was bad mm-hmm. so it was a little stressful it's little bit stressful. I think, I don't know if we have a, our our top five is going to be complete, but I think just doing something as simple as going to a concert mm-hmm. with some of our kids, just kind of like open my eyes to, there's a lot of things to do in life. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and we don't want to spend money on stuff. Yeah. Is the reality. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be like a big trip thing. Um, but we would like to take the kids to another concert, one that maybe the littlest could go to. Um, and so we're on the lookout for what that could look like. I don't want to bring the littles to the concert, a concert I mean, yet. As long as it's not like a late night concert, that could be fine. No. You don't think so? No. I don't want to like always disclude them, you know? Okay. Well, they are little. Well, maybe not Dorothy. Maybe the twins. Okay. I don't know. I think it'd be good. Hmm. Open your eyes and mind to the <laughs> 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 All 
Okay, I don't have any more. I think that was roughly five, so we'll go with it. It was roughly five. Yeah. Okay. Those are experiences for the next year. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know what? The best part about it? They can change. They can change. Yeah. But. I think I am excited this year, um, like, with school starting and just, you know, every year that, like, the little, the youngest is a year older, things feel a little bit easier. So I'm just excited to be able to do more things and be stretched a little more than I have in the past couple of years. I think two potentials we've talked about. Okay. One is the Loring or Wilder. Oh, yeah, Little House on the Prairie um, journey. Journey. So that's one. And the other is actually not too far away, but South Dakota has a national park in it. Is, it, is that Yellowstone? I'm terrible. I don't even know. I don't know. It's one of the national parks there. And we've started to say that we wanted to start to go to more national parks. This year? I mean, why not? Like in the spring or something? Okay. Or summer? Plan a road trip. Road trip. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. But we're not tenting. We'll just do like an Airbnb near there. Oh, yeah. We're not going to do the tent. No, no, no. tent is only for that one trip. Yeah. That is too much stuff to ring. Oh, my goodness. Okay. We made it. We made it. That was like more than five. Wow. Wow. Let's do it. Okay, where were you? What are we talking about? What's happening? All right. So we're going to do another uh, series-ish kind couple, of thing. A couple episodes in a row. Yep. And we're going to be talking about some of the things that, um, that I learned at the Integrated Mastermind. Okay. So... How did you get into this mastermind? Uh, I don't know, Em. How Can did I tell I, you? I will tell, I I will tell them. This? I will tell the people. Um, Please tell me. <laughs> I'll tell you. So I've heard about Integrated for a couple years um, through another podcast from Walk in Love. And um, it's a bunch of men and their dads. Most of them are dads. And they're entrepreneurs. Most of them. I don't know. little wiggle room. And... Um, and TJ always has like, does a summary of what he learned or takeaways or whatever. And so I've heard about it. I'm like, this is amazing. I want Nathan to be in this. And you know, like Nathan didn't, doesn't listen to to their podcast and doesn't know anything about it. And so I just, am like, you should be in in it. Like you, how can we be in this? I don't know. I don't like, I want to be in it, but I can't like, (laughs) we need you to be in it. It's like me being in it, you know? And so when we went to Pennsylvania in July, which feels like a century ago, doesn't it? it two months ago. I know. Yep. Um, we, whoa, almost lost that, the yeah. water. Um, we were with some of the people that are in integrated, that lead integrated. Mm-hmm. And so we're just there at the sessions ending. And Nathan's like, I'm going to go ask TJ about integrated. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And because we hadn't even talked about it. Oh, no, 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 no. You have talked about it a lot. I know, but you haven't. I know. I... It was one of those moments where I was like, if I don't just ask the question, it's a missed opportunity, and two, you're going to keep talking about it, and so I just need to ask a question. Right. So you go and talk to Jeremy Pryor, and he... Well, no, I talked to TJ. Talk to TJ. TJ says, go talk to Jeremy. He's the, he's the one in charge. Yep. Go talk to Jeremy, who leads family teams and... Um, and integrated. And integrated. And he's like, yeah, let's set up a phone call. And I'm like, What? And not that they're like some famous googly eye people, but it just like this isn't you're like what is the saying that you want to 
you are you you are formed or shaped by the like ten people that you spend. What is that? I, what is that? I don't know the exact verbiage, but the idea is is that like the people you surround yourself with yeah. are who shape you into yes. who you are. Okay, there you go. And so you set up, he set up a phone call, and I'm like, babe, you're in. You're already in, and you're like, we haven't even had the phone call. We're still in Pennsylvania, and I'm like, you're in. I already know it. Like, when is this thing in? And um, integrates in like a month. And I'm like, okay, you're going. I'm going to put it on my calendar. And we get home from Pennsylvania. And I don't know when you had your phone call with Jeremy. And then he's like, yeah, you're in, man. And I'm like, what? Like, does anyone know the gift with Anna from Frozen? And she's like, has her hands like in fists. And she does the like, what does she say? Yes or something? That was me. Yep. So excited. And and how was I? You were not excited. <laughs> <laughs> You were like, I don't know if I belong here. Maybe this isn't for me. I don't know. I don't know any of these people. Yep. And I'm just like, it's going to be excellent. I can't, like, can I, like, plant a camera on your body so I can watch the entire thing? Mm-hmm. I need to be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, anyways, as we got closer, you got a little bit more warmed up to the idea, I guess. I don't know. Maybe you should talk. I was scared. The whole time leading up to it. Oh, yeah. I just, there was homework and there were, I mean, there were 80 people there. Yep. And I just knew four of them. Like, and I didn't know them like, no, like I know, know you. Yeah, know like, who they are. Like I know of them. Yeah. And, and that was it. Three of them. Four of them? No, Jeff, Jeremy, TJ, and Brad. Oh, Brad. Yeah, yeah. And then I guess John. Yeah, John Tyson. Too. Which, like, these are basically all the speakers. Yeah, other like, than TJ. so you don't really know them. <laughs> yeah, don't know them at all. Um, just know of them. And and I'm, and these are people who I would say in some ways have mentored or done things to form the pathway that we've been on. Yeah. And so that's also scary. Like, well, why, why do I get to rub shoulders with these people? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, I would say I, I felt like, okay, whatever, I'm just going to show up and deal with it. And that's kind of how I, how I like went. But even showing up there, I just, in many ways, just felt like an imposter. Um, what I need you to understand is those of you who don't know, I, I work for, um, a major big 10 university in the state of Michigan. Why are you saying that? <laughs> okay. I work for Michigan State University. <laughs> um, and, and I currently lead leaders who are leading teams mm-hmm. um integrated is typically designed for entrepreneurs um and so i just felt like i i didn't really belong and a lot of the discussions jeremy and i had prior to that was like not like was should i be involved or not um and where we landed is that um there's not actually a lot of difference between a leader of leaders and an entrepreneur um they operate mm-hmm. very similarly yeah, that's great. You can say that. That doesn't make me feel like there's not a lot of difference. Right. And so those feelings were were Strong. probably the hardest part to work through. And so also, um, I'm not a very extroverted person. Um, my go-to in a crowd of people is not to just start walking up to people and introducing myself. Yeah, no. Me that's, neither. That, that's not what I do. I am, I'm going to find I'm going to find a buddy and they're going to be They're I'm your buddy. Just, yeah. Um, but I didn't do that. 
on this trip, and wow. I did walk up to people and introduce myself, and and I met a lot of people. I didn't meet every single person. I met about half of them, and there are, um, I mean, I rub shoulders with people who are billionaires, millionaires, own companies of five people up to hundreds of people, and the things that they said and the things that the speakers said it was it was pretty amazing um i think the most amazing part was just being around other people who were feeling the exact same imposter syndrome that i was feeling yeah and realizing that i'm not the only one even mm. speakers sharing like that they felt the same thing hmm. and and so it was it was really really cool um tons of vulnerability tons of great discussions and in many ways, um, the things that I think I learned and they recorded it. So once we get the videos, Emily, See, will get so to basically watch them. the camera was planted. The camera, someone praise did. the Lord. Yep. So once we watch those, I think we'll continue to talk about. Um, I think they will change a lot of the ways we do things. Um, they're just really powerful stuff. Hmm. So all that. Well, and I say, think you said one thing. Um, you said that you it was what was it i don't know it was nice being around people who thought like you or what did you say say yeah, better like like-minded like-minded there yeah. you go i think the other thing is that um for those of you that don't know my dad and i spent a lot of time together and he discipled mentored coached me a ton especially through my time at msu and five years ago that stopped when he passed away and it's been rough not having that and i've looked and searched and asked and it's it's just not gone that well um but i felt like i finally found a community of people who could step in and fill that hmm. and so that was super powerful um so I'm super excited for the next six months from now to do it again, but also I feel really like like the next six months I'm going to be focusing on trying to implement some of the things, not all, but some of the things that 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 I we have learned. Yeah. So for those of you who work for me, I'm sorry. Buckle up. Buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, so. and so this wasn't just a one-time thing. It's twice a year, and you have monthly coaching calls. So mm -hmm. it's nice that it's... Um, continuous. Yeah, continuous. Yep, and if you don't know what a mastermind is, that is what a mastermind is. There's usually coaching calls, and there's um, sessions where you get together, and they're very focused, and you're learning something, and that's exactly what we did. Um, what's unique about integrated is that um, it's about being integrated and so the belief that... So like our last podcast episode. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and so th that is the belief, right? Like it doesn't just stop with you as a employee or business owner. It, it expands into your family. And so if you believe that you can just show up to the job and be ultra successful at your job and also be ultra successful at home and, have, and that they can be totally separate and that they don't matter and they don't intersect with each other at all, um, I would challenge that you're greatly mistaken. That... Hmm they both affect each other completely. And so stop trying to treat them as separate. Treat yourself as one individual person who who is fully integrated across those spaces and areas. 
Hmm. So, fun stuff. That's good. All right. How deep are you going to drive? I don't know. Okay. Not too deep. Go. All right. So, we are going to be talking about, honestly, the first thing that um, we work through, which is this idea of the ruling household. So, um, I want to actually... It's going to seem a little weird, but we're going to go with some... uh, we're going to go with some Bible verses, which we don't typically pull it's in. It's not weird. Well, we just don't typically pull them into the podcast. So um, we're going to be working out of the book of Genesis, um, and it's the first chapter. And we're going to look at verses, really verse 28. 128. 128, which is hard to find in the beginning of the Bible because there's all those, like, whatever. Table of contents. Because we're using a real Bible. I'm using a real pages. Bible, and I'm turning the pages. All right. So, it says in verse 28, Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it, reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. So, what God's doing here in the beginning is casting a vision for humans on earth. And it's a five-part vision. The first part is to be fruitful and multiply. Well, I guess be fruitful, then to multiply, to rule, and reign over the earth. And so we'll kind of walk through what that looks like as part of this ruling family. But I want to take you through an interesting thought experiment. So God's, I think, plan for how he wanted humans to rule the earth was through the family. And so... Have you ever heard of the Kennedy family, my love? Yeah. Who who were? Well, I mean, I guess I this makes me start sweating because I'm like history and I don't know. So just tell me. Well, so the Kennedys were, um, you know, JFK, yeah, JFK. And, and all those great. So the Kennedy Kennedy family is pretty broken and messed up. They had their issues, and maybe we shouldn't model ourselves after them, but we should maybe model ourselves after the vision that um, JFK's dad had okay so jfk's dad i think his name is joe joe kennedy keep going joe kennedy joe kennedy was a amazing businessman he was like in the top five in the nation had like he was doing great but he was realizing that he was struggling immensely with the government they were getting in the way of the work he was trying to do And so he sat all his kids down and said, we need to be successful in business. And the way we can be successful in business is we need to um, gain political power. So he said to them, I want you guys to stop focusing on trying to grow the business. And I want you to start focusing on... Wait, what was their business? I don't know. Okay. It doesn't really matter. He's telling like his adult children this? No, his young children. Oh, his young children. He's like, I want you to... like, You're not going to go into the family business. You're going to go into politics. So we can amass political power. How many kids do they have? Well, like five or six. Wow. And so that's exactly what they, they did. did. And so his eldest son um, was supposed to, like, the plan was for him to become eventually the president of the United States. Mm-hmm. But he died in the war. Okay. And so his second oldest son, who was kind of kind of a joker and a, and a stinker, um, he, he took on that, that role and later became the president of the United States. JFK. JFK. What? I don't know any of this. Yeah. Okay. 
And so um, that vision that that dad cast for his family, an interesting vision, but like they did it. And, and they became a very both business and politically powerful family. And the United States has never really had a ruling family. Hmm. But the closest we've ever had to that was the Kennedys. Wow. Yeah. I so, wonder, like, what's happened to them now? I don't know. Something that I'm sure someone will let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Just say his name, okay. Well, I mean, lots of people like to look up things and tell us okay. stuff we can find it. Um, so what, so why did that, why was that important? Why that's important is because what they did with their ruling is that they, they did in many ways what God has asked each of us to do, which is as our families to cast a vision for our families, lead them towards that vision. And in the, in the efforts, like rule over something and then bless others through that ruling. Okay. So we're going to use that example again, Kennedy's. We're not the Kennedys. We're not the Kennedys. Um, but what the idea is is that you as a, like we as a leader of our family, need to have a vision that matches the resources we have. So they were like top five business in the nation. Hmm. And their vision to become the president of the United States, they had the resources to do that. To match that vision. Right? Ah. Right, and so when, like, as our family, when we think about, we've talked a lot about our mission of sharing love, but we haven't really talked a lot about what our our vision is. What are we What are we sitting our kids down and saying, "Hey, this is what we're working towards. This hmm. is what we want to build." Yeah, and the answer is, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't really know. So I was very challenged by that, and we will be working on that in the future. Um, so let's get into kind of these five moves that Genesis one twenty eight is talking about. The first move is from fruitlessness to fruitfulness. So one thing that we talked about is if we are setting a vision for our family and they're going to do something in the world, we have to bring them into that vision. And so the way that we move from fruitlessness, like where it just ends with us, to mm. fruitfulness is to invite our our kids, our employees, our People. friends family yeah. into that vision and so that's the first step because once you bring people along now you're fruitful you can pass down that vision because often the vision that you or i will have will not come to fruition in our lifetimes mm. um joe kennedy didn't i don't believe he got to see all of his vision become a reality hmm. um, and that's that's not bad um, yeah i mean that's just, that's reality, just how it yeah. works because we're thinking we're not thinking about now. Now we're thinking about generationally changing the world. Right. Okay. So that's the first part. So once you move to fruitfulness, you need to like move to multiplication. Um, and so I think like at home, this looks like having kids. In the workplace, this looks like growing, adding more people to the business. To the team. To the team. Yeah. Right? Because you have to have more people to, to do more work mm-hmm. and to be more efficient. Okay. Next, for multiplication... We need to move to filling. So often I think we say in business that we should specialize. Each person should have one thing they're good at. And I've been reading a lot of things lately that say the exact opposite. And we talked about this too, that that when you have people who are like one hit wonders or like specialize or only good at one thing, um, it's not very versatile. And 
honestly, when I look at, like, you want, like, your kids to be able to do more than just that one thing. We, I see in the workplace, honestly, most of our employees have multiple skills and are able to pitch in and help out where needed. Um, and you need to constantly, because you have all those multiple abilities, then you can start to expand into other things. So you might have that main vision, that main pathway, that main like business, but you need to also expand that business and grow. And so the only way that happens is not from specializing in one specific thing. It's from um, continuing to grow those skill sets to to be more. Hmm. So that's the idea of multiplication to filling, kind of growing that portfolio. Okay. And then from filling to sub- subduing. So it can be really easy to say, like, how do I, like, I'm just going to set goals. And that's how we're going to kind of, like, take the next thing. Um, goals are, like, the most dangerous thing because they can become very... There, There's an end. Yeah, there, there's an end, and they can be all-consuming, and you become too ultra-focused um, that you miss out on all the other things that you need to be doing. Right. Hmm. And so we've talked a lot about rhythms. Um, rhythms help us to subdue our week, hmm. to subdue our vision, our, the thing we're trying to do by basically setting aside in a rhythmic basis these things and these times to do things. Um, so this is the idea of like taking those things to grow your family, to grow your business in a rhythmic fashion. Because if you're just going for goals, um, you're going for broke and, and, and you will end up broke. Well, and I don't think goals, like if we're thinking future-minded generationally a goal today is not going to be alive in 50 years yeah 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 all right and the last thing is from subduing to ruling and so we are called to not just um hoard all of these things we're building in our business in our family we're called to then like share it out um and so like that idea is almost like a royal culture like I know we've had really bad examples over time of like rulers who were just really selfish and only cared about themselves. Okay. But like what they were really called to do was to, to bless everything around them, to share that, those blessings, to grow their community around them, to love their community around them, to, to be like when you are really like in your element as a family or as a, as a team at work, you shouldn't be just awesome there. You should be spreading that Yeah, you should be making out. change. Yeah, beyond just your sphere. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's kind of the idea of the ruling household or the ruling family or the ruling team or the ruling whatever. Like we are called to rule by blessing everything around us. Hmm. Whoa. Mm-hmm. And so then when you start to think about like, well, your vision should be pretty far out there. Like, like there's no way we could do that. Right. Like, but we could, right. Like, not like far out there that's impossible, but like it should be so much more so than just, Hey, we could get it done in a year. Yeah. I think that's hard. 
That's hard to... I don't know why it's hard because I think sometimes people are like, well, that's just a dream and it's never going to happen. And, um, I guess if you have a big vision, you should be doing things to get work towards the vision. But I think what's so powerful when you have a vision and it gives you the ability to say no. Yeah. Um, I feel like you probably have better guardrails. Yeah. Up. Cause you know, like, well, this doesn't align with our vision at all. Yeah, that's true. So I think like our takeaway, our challenge from that, and I think we should spend the next six months really working through is what, what is our vision for our family? And, and, and likewise, I want you involved in this is like, what is our vision for MSU? Hmm. Um, because I think there's some really great things that like we can do with MSU and we can do with our family and the community of Williamston that we've been placed in. Hmm. And I love the idea that like our goal, our our purpose here is not inwardly focused, but it's to bless those around us. Because imagine if every family operated that way. Imagine if every team at an organization operated that way. Yeah, it would be totally Whoa. different. Yeah. And that's a that's like a mindset shift. Mm-hmm. And maybe that is a vision is just teaching people how to operate with like a royal culture. Where we're, we're I don't like that though. Well because the royal culture. What does it, that mean? Not, but like that like the idea is that you're supposed to be like amassing like taking the blessings that have been given you and like sending them out. That's what the kings and queens were supposed to do. Hmm. And they just they didn't. Wow. There's a there's there's my first big takeaway. First big takeaway to have a ruling family. Ruling household. Ruling household. But not like a hoity toity ruling, but like it's like yeah. a, I think it's such a more like humble like hey, I've been blessed with like this. Yeah, well when you read about the books, we read um oh my goodness, what was the book I just read the kids with the silver knight? Oh, the Castle Castle in the Attic. Castle in the Attic. Yeah. And, um, anyways, if you don't know the story, but you, like, there's a kingdom in this story. Mm-hmm. And, um, a good kingdom, I guess, helps the people, right? Yes. It serves the people. And in the book, there was a leader who was selfish and was not serving, loving, helping, you know, the villagers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they were all suffering. And then, Someone came in. A new ruler came and everything changed. Yep. And it's like when you have a different mindset, right? Mm -hmm. Everything changes. Yep. So you went to integrated for three days and you came home. How do you feel now that do you feel like an imposter still? No, I don't feel like an imposter. I'm I'm looking forward to going back again. It'll, I think it'll be easier each time I'm around people, those people. Um, but I think no, I don't feel like an imposter, and I and I know that there's so many great things that I got from it, and I feel like there were maybe a couple of things I was able to share with others. I hope right. I tried my best to like give back, um, but that's not typical on your first time either. Yeah. So I think I think it's cool. 
um, because, you know, to be a great leader or not always a leader, but you have to invest in yourself and going to integrated was a sacrifice and more than one way. And, um, but like the only way that you're going to learn and grow is if you invest in yourself. Yeah. And the, the bane of leadership is that your ceiling is generally the ceiling of those people you're leading. Um, we see that home a hundred percent. So our kids can never work through problems or issues that we haven't also worked through. Mm -hmm. And so our ceiling is their ceiling. So if we want our kids ceiling to exceed our ceiling, or we want our employees ceiling to exceed our ceiling, then our ceiling has to grow. Yeah. Um, and there's always the excuse. There's not enough time to invest in myself. There's not enough time to take care of myself. There's not enough time to grow myself. Um, and I've been reading this really great book. I'm only three chapters into it. But one of the first things they talk about is a mindset shift is in the end, when we say there's not enough time, we're justifying and giving ourselves a break um, from, Mm -hmm. from not doing things. And the reality is, is the president of the United States has 24 hours in the day. And so does Nathan and Emily Moore. Yeah. And so if they can run the country in 24 hours in a day, why can't we do what we need to do in 24 hours in a day? Well, only the only thing limiting that is our mindset Mm -hmm. um, and how we look at it. And so trying to instead look at it as, no, I said no to that thing because it wasn't a priority. These are my priorities. I know what my priorities are, and that's what I'm giving time to. Hmm. So just be honest about the other things. I I didn't do that because it's not a priority. Yeah. That's not bad. That's just being focused. You're not? Well, yeah. And so I think that alone has been like an interesting mindset shift of, I have plenty of time in the day to do the things and I need to stop speaking that curse over myself and saying, I don't have enough time because that's, I'm just justifying bad behaviors. Mm. There's yeah. plenty. There's plenty. So. Well, I'm proud of you for going. Thanks. Even though I wanted to go in your place. Not really. I really didn't because that would be terrifying. <laughs> I mean, I've done something similar, but not quite as intense, right? I mean, just go just someplace and where you know, nobody. But that was, anybody. for you, that was a huge ceiling breaker for you. Yeah. So, we're just... We're just breaking ceilings. Breaking ceilings. Break some more. Yeah. Okay. Well, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for making us a part of your week. We are planning on coming back next week. Yes, we did this on a weeknight, so I think we're back at that schedule of recording on weeknights. Yes. And then releasing on Sunday evenings, so... When you get out of it, it's really it's hard really to hard get to get back, back in. in. Yeah, so in summer, and summer's over. Yeah, which is really sad. But it's not. We said it it's, is. It's, it's good not it's because good. fall is great, man. We watched football on Friday night. Yeah, even though MSU was like, eh, it was still but like still, fun. It smells. I yeah. wrote a note to a friend and I said, I can smell the the football in the air. Mm-hmm. It's just it's coming. All the feels, all the everything. Yeah. It's the best season of the year. Even though we had to like put our sweatshirts away because it became sweltering hot again. When Thursday. Thursday it's coming it's back. back. Because I was sweating today. Yeah. It's just doing nothing. Our air conditioning is running. So yeah. No big deal. Wow. Okay, guys. Anyways, we appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon. Love you guys. Bye.